presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick six podcast, wild card weekend. The gang's all here. The four horsemen all in attendance. Nick Costos, Will Brinson, Jason Lockanfora, Pete Prisco. We've already been laughing for 10 minutes off the air, so let's bring some of that joviality on the air, gentlemen. And let's start with the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, Will Brinson, first word to you. Go ahead, buddy. What do you got? I think the first word is good weekend of football. We needed that, right? After, uh, after, you know. So was it a it? good game of football or a good weekend of football? We had, a, we had we had the one good game, the Chiefs game, and then and then the late game today wasn't bad, but the rest of it was. Okay, good. All right, right. Like the Jaguars Bills was a close, like comical derp fest. I, I thought Jaguars yeah. Bills was awesome. I liked yeah, it. Like if that's if that's if that's Alabama LSU, people like oh, awesome. the SEC is <laughs> no, so that wasn't awesome. That was terrible. That game was. If you terrible. believe in the forward pass? That was not off. I couldn't disagree awful. more. That game was ripe with drama from start to finish. Like, it wasn't the most well-played game ever. Who cares? It was, ter- it was terrible. That game was, it was awful. Not. No, you guys are wrong. It was It was. Dude, hard. you had one what? quarterback who ran. The winning quarterback ran for more yards than he threw for and was so petrified to have to put the ball through the air, and they were so petrified to let him put the ball through the air that they ran him like he was some kind of damn rugby player. And you think that's good football? Did you hear him? Did yes. you hear him after the game with to Tracy Wilson? He's like, we didn't shoot all our bullets last week, so we thought we had a few more with me running. It's like, no, no, he, Will, he, no, you're underselling it. He goes, last week I didn't run, and I didn't want us to go down without me running this week. Like Dude, that's the weapon. It, that's the it, secret it, this sauce. Is a, this is an offense, an affront to modern the modern passing game. Hey, Pete thinks they can win. Pete thinks they're going to beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? No, they, by the way, oh, they do. They, the last guy to throw for fewer yards in the first half of the playoff game was uh, Russell Wilson. In case you're wondering, like, how did nobody like, was talking? wondering, Pete? Hey, nobody hey, was wondering. I actually agree. No one was wondering. I agree. By the way, Blake how about Pete? is atrocious. Pete, in the middle of the Saints game, with like Cam Newton's like bleeding out his eyes. Like, you know what I don't want to hear? More concussion talk. Well, it's, and, like, and, it's like you sheep just line up and send the same tweets over and over again. Meanwhile, you spent like four hours on a Sunday at least two or three times this year like, like comparing Blake Bortles. And no, Russell. it's just that's not the point. Twitter the point wants is, to feed that. The point is, it's just like the bottom line is you just sit there and you all pile on the concussion protocol. Should he have gone to the concussion protocol? Absolutely. But it doesn't need to be 75,000 tweets from you guys. Oh my God! You well, don't really do care it? about the NFL camp. polices Why itself so well. Ah, get off doing? my lawn! What is the media? What are, for? what are the media members doing? Questioning the concussion protocol. This yeah. is outrageous. Enjoy the football, everybody. I would right. pick there. That's not the what I'm saying. I'm saying get down on the floor and spray camp brain particles up off the ground. Bill Barnwell sent one, so of course Brinson had to send the same one. Cam, Cam is like, he's like, I is like, he can't see his eye. He gets absolutely jacked. He goes to the sideline. He stumbles and then falls down. I mean, like, and and then, and then they like usher him over to the side of the the sideline. He's holding his helmet like, all right, well, I'll just go back in there. That's cool. It's like, no, you have to go through the concussion protocol because vertically you couldn't stand up. I mean, it's a very basic thing, Pete. I don't, I don't get it. Well, well, I look. I just think it's a it's, a, it's just a laundry list of the same old tweets. Let's okay. get to the real meat of that game, by the way. All right, well, before we before we go, um, let's let's just do other great tweets from Pete over the last hour. You got it. Go away um, with. Why didn't he throw on third down? Correct. Saints got away with it. And by the way, Pete had a string of tweets on Saturday that he meant to make replies, but he was just tweeting out to every all of his followers. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Like one would be like, like who said that, moron? Like it tweets okay. everybody. <laughs> Here it is. Here's this is Prisco summed up perfectly. So he tweets, I need to see a few more tweets about the concussion protocol. It said and concession, then, it, it autocorrected. Oh, concession protocol, right? Yeah, you misspelled it. I forgot about that. Yeah, but I still oh, don't correct. I jumped right in on that. But then, but then, then his next tweet, 
<laughs> nothing. Just says this is stupid. <laughs> what about what about you guys missed the best tweet when when Albert Breer chimed in? Albert Breer chimed in about concession protocol, and I said, "Yeah, number one rule: don't stand behind Albert Breer in the concession line because you can't see because his head's jumped in." second half Sean Payton likes to step on a throat and he went for it to try and end the game and I, I thought it was a smart move the, the, the Saints got a little bailed out the the the, the, the intentional grounding call I, I think should have been intentional grounding but it easily could have not been called and in that case Devin Funches could, should have caught that ball in the he end should have like, caught the ball the Panthers well, that's that game yes correct uh, that, that, okay. that, the, early, the early missed field goal got them all off off. It also, I mean, I know it he also, a 58er, but, but, I mean, but he made a 58er, so it's like, who cares I know, about the 25? But, but that 25, no. Why didn't they review the, um, the interception? The, 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 well, they have to review every turnover, as, as right. everyone knows, and yet right. they didn't pause the game for a second. Right. Look at that, that interception. Overturn, and then it would have really looked, then it would have really been a dumb decision. It's a dumb decision. All the analytic guys come out. Oh, it's a great decision. No, it's not. See, Pete, no, they didn't. The analytics said he should have punted. Well, and here's the other one. Guys, analytics guys came at me and said they shouldn't have punted. So. <laughs> but here, but here, okay, if you're going to do that, why did you run the ball on third down? If you're going to put it in Drew, Drew Brees' hand, put it in his hands on third down. Yeah, no, I yeah. run on third. If you're running on third, I'd run again on fourth. I know they didn't run that well today, but I mean, I'm with Jason. You've got Ingram and Kamara, 100%. Carolina did a really nice job stopping Ingram and Kamara during that game. They bottled them up pretty well. Kamara had that. Couldn't rush the passer, though. No, I know. I know. I mean, Charles Johnson was out, too. But the Carolina, I mean. I mean, he wasn't out. They didn't play him. He's a healthy scratch. He's a healthy scratch. Well, he was, I mean, like, he was another passer. I mean, I'm just saying, like. They played Brian Cox's kid instead. Look. The Panthers did a nice job of bottling up the run. Drew Brees was his typical fantastic self um, in the in the playoffs now in his career with the saints five playoff games 116 for 171 67.8 percent completion 1529 yards 8.9 yards per attempt 12 touchdowns and one interception that shouldn't have been an interception um he is fantastic in the dome and i thought that this is the whole case for why the saints can win the super bowl in a nutshell is that if a team is able to stop the Saints from running, or if a team can effectively move the ball, which Carolina did, and they just struggled in the red zone. They were over two in the red zone in, in the first half. They could have been leading or tied in, at, at halftime. If if a team can do that against the Saints, they still have that next gear where Drew Brees can crank it up and go win the game for them, and he did just that. Gee, thanks for the analysis, Captain Obvious. If they stop the run, they still have Drew Brees. Yes, well, agreed. But if you stop the if you stop the Eagles from running. They don't have a next gear. That's the difference between them and other teams in the playoffs is my point. Well, you're, and you're right. It, it, Drew Brees is the dimension that we've been waiting. Today was the game we've been waiting for all year. Yeah, where it's, 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 a little, a little. I, mean, I get that we I don't know about all year. I mean, it's you're right. You're right. You're right. 70% of his passes. No, no, he's been great. He's been great, but he hasn't like been he's asked not to carry the team anymore. this year. Today he carried the team. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it's, like, inconceivable that he could have done it more in the regular season. That he did, they just didn't. Oh need no, him to. no, he can do it. He can still yeah. do it. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He has to carry question. them for three more weeks. He could do it. Yeah, that's. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's the luxury that the Saints have that other teams don't have is a Hall of Fame quarterback who hasn't had to step up and, and take it to the next level, but can. I mean, like he did it against the Redskins in the regular season, and he did it against the Panthers. I mean, if you if you swap out Breeze and plug in um, Alex Smith for the Saints. They lose that game by a lot of points, right? I don't know if they lose by a lot of points, but they lose. By a lot of points, yeah. But they would lose. Panthers, they would lose. The Panthers played really well against the Saints. They just hurt the red zone. You know, the the Cam Newton thing is frustrating, man, because it feels like sixty percent. No, no, but like, but he was he was fantastic at the end. But like, there were a ton of throws in this game that he missed. Like, he, he got dogged by a bunch of drops, two drop touchdown passes. 
look, I, I'm a Cam Newton fan, but bottom line, he was pretty inconsistent all Dude, season long. He, yeah, but he is who he is. He's like six years into his career now. He's going to be a 58% passer. Like, that's – dude, he, he is who he is. He's going to be spectacular and special in a lot of different ways. But if if your bag is, like, precision, accuracy, you know, over 60% of the time, that's not that's not him. He's going to run for a ton of touchdowns. He's going to make a bunch of third and longs. He's going to do stuff outside of the pocket. He will make five throws a game that are otherworldly, and he'll miss – Five to eight sitters. That's that's Cam Newton. Yeah. Any criticism of Mike Shula's play calling in this game? Because as Christian sure. McCaffrey is screaming towards the end zone, I'm thinking, why do they not do this more? Why have they not done this more all season? It was the first time the entire year that Christian McCaffrey looked like Stanford Christian McCaffrey. Like, why? Like, like, why, like, why are you not doing this? It, it, Will, you're a thousand percent right. He gets the ball, and I keep expecting him to get tackled. And then, like, once he's at the 30, it hits me like, okay, I guess he's scoring now. That's pretty cool. And it's, it's literally breathtaking because you're like, oh, oh, my God, this guy is just – like, he's open field. He's destroying people. I, said, I sent that text out right away, Nick, to you guys as soon as that play happened. Why don't they do that more? You yes, it's kind of – Just I guess Nick, said, Nick and your real friends. That's right. True. The, the only coaching staff on weekend that didn't make me want to punch myself in the face was Atlanta. I mean, literally everybody else. I was, I mean, and I. You're right. He's right. Don't worry. Pete's going to, Pete's going to, Pete's got some lotion on his hands ready for Sark. He is. He no, is. Like, no, but like, no, but they, they were great right. though, right? Coaching, Unfortunately, they were in, right. the, in this round was atrocious, bad all the way around. Like I quit saying atrocious. Um, it was awful all the way around. Think about it. Look, why did Marone challenge the? Why did Marone challenge that spot today? Horrible, horrible. He was standing right there too. Like if, he the, if he hadn't, um, what was the 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 next play that he almost didn't challenge? But he, like the Bills, if the the Bills just slowed. What, what was the next? The, there was another play, like literally five minutes later, where the Bills just didn't run a play fast enough. But Marone, and Marone eventually challenged it. Um, it wasn't, was it an incompletion or something like it, it was, it was something before Tyrod got hurt, right? And Peterman came in. Yeah. Well, no, it was the stepping out of bounds when, when oh, yeah, 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 that he had, um, that clay but, had stepped but, out of bounds before. But I mean, the rest of the, okay, think about this. The play calling on the goal line for the Bills when they were on the one yard line first to goal or like, two. What the hell dog. are you doing? Run it four times. And what about, it, right, what about the end of the half, Nick, when they gave them points at the end of the half? Basically, gift wrap the Jaguars three points with the time management. Definitely, 100%. And the Rams got away from Todd Gurley in the first half. Well, it looked to me like Goff just was 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 off his game. It took about a half to settle in. And I kind of went back to, do you think they made the right move sitting everybody last week? As I, And that's a second guess by me, a first guess, but... If that that offense was not in sync in the first half. And then Atlanta came out and they had that long drive to start the second half. And it felt like at that point, like it was boa constrictor status, just like squeeze the life out of them. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But now you got to worry about Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks. Because they'll have sat everybody for three weeks. I was talking, I'm talking about the Rams. But I'm saying moving forward, I'm agreeing with you, Nick. I, sometimes if you play guys, you're better off than if you sit them. Yeah, but I mean, I think, and I think, but I think the the real reason why is if you're pit, like Pittsburgh, at least. It's old hat for these guys, but if they've been in the playoffs a bunch together, they've done it. Like you would assume that they can sort of get revved up, and they were going to have the buy anyway. For for the Rams, I mean, again, like we talked about this. They had less playoff starts on the team than Tom Brady had playoff wins, and they decided just to assume that everybody would get out there and be on the same page, and, and they just weren't. Like the offense wasn't clicking. The, the Falcons' defense, look. It, whatever the Falcons didn't put it together during the regular season. They deserve the credit though. You're right. The defense was very good in that game. No question. I did a playoff pool um, with some friends and we ended up, we ended up coming away with the Rams for um, uh, 75, but it's like winner take all. We got the Rams for 65 bucks, I think, or 75 bucks. Um, and I mean, watching that game, I was just thinking about, man, I wish I had the Falcons. Cause they, I mean, like you talk about a buy low opportunity to really make some hay, where now Atlanta, I mean, and the draw that Atlanta gets, you get to go to, you get to go to Philadelphia, you get to play the Eagles without Carson Wentz with Nick Foles. Maybe it'll be bad weather, but that defense is going to be a real problem for the Will, Eagles. Well, they're favored. I know you tweeted that out. This is the first time that a divisional round home team has ever been an underdog before. Yeah, first time, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nuts. And um, I think I like the Falcons minus two and a half. I know that's crazy, but and I could see the Eagles upsetting them, but 
look, it's Nick Foles in a playoff game. I'll take the quarterback all day, especially I the know one. It's tough. It's tough. I, I know where you're going. The better team won that game. I, I don't know. No. The better team won that game Sunday. The, Jets, yeah, the Falcons are a better there. team. No, the Falcons fine. are a better team. And, and you know what? You guys made a good point about the defense. Tack McKinley's playing like he's supposed to play now. That gives them another dimension. And they are fast. They're fast. We had uh, we had lost Jason for a little bit there. Uh, Jason, we got into a conversation about the Falcons and Rams, and we were praising the Falcons coaching staff for a job well done on Saturday night against yeah. L.A. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I felt they were the they were the group that did the best of of any this weekend, and the only one where I wasn't constantly saying what what the bleep are these guys doing? Or maybe constantly is a little overstated, but but you know more often than not, look, they played a really good road football game. I thought you know some of the threes and not sevens early would would come back to haunt them, but the way they played defensively, it didn't. I like what Marquand Manuel did in terms of of. Of when he sent pressure and when he didn't, I thought that McVay played into their hands by not getting uh, Gurley involved in the screen game consistently. He allowed those pass rushers to get downfield. Uh, he, he, he suffocated uh, Goff's thought process, I felt like, and he made Goff look as young as he is. And, you know, he made him look like last year's Goff. And then you couple that with a couple of the drops and some of the, you know, what's a catch, what's not, to, what not, what's not a catch. And I don't even want to get into all that nonsense. But you couple it with a few of those instances. And uh, Atlanta were, were the class team. They, they deserve to win. Um, and I think they're going to beat the snot out of Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, I, I think you know who looks good, man? Julio. I think they got Julio a great road. And, and then, like, they beat Philly. And I don't think they're going to have to work all that hard to beat Philly. And I know they're not a great outdoor, um, you know, slower surface team. But they're going to win that game. And then they're back in the Dome. You know, and, and even the way they played at home this year, it never really felt like that was that much of a home field advantage or they had any kind of well, it's a new, fortress thing new, going new, on there. You know, like, it's, it's hard. Like, they don't have any sort of built-in. Like, it's new to them. It's as new to them as it was. Yeah, they're still else. figuring out. Yeah. So them going to Minnesota or them going to New Orleans or whatever, I don't think that's the end of the world for them. I mean, those are, you know, especially New Orleans is a familiar – Surrounding. I and, told and you guys all year that they were coming. Team. You didn't believe me. Dude, they got you in. I mean, come on. Me. Let's, come on. So they they barely me. got in. I mean, come on. Like, no, but I don't know. But listen, but they would, they would, they would get it right. They got it right. They and, and got you know, it. Also, and, 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 and you know why I'm, I'm actually, and I feel pretty good about the Falcons right now, and I think Pete, you do, and everybody kind of has to. Julio looks like he's 100% healthy for the first time in a while. He was a monster on Saturday night. A monster. Yeah. And, and you know what? The thing, and I told you guys this week, I thought the one thing that would concern me about the Rams, and it didn't exactly play out that way I, I thought it would, but they did run the ball for over 100, and I think it was 115, wasn't it, Will? I think it was right in there. The Rams and Chiefs can't stop the run. They were 29th and 30th in yards per attempt against. That's a bad stat when you go into the postseason. God, the Chiefs. God. How um, bad is the, that, the Falcons had, uh, or the Rams had 115 rushing yards. Oh my God! They averaged seven point two. Is that they averaged seven point two yards per carry? They were killing them. But why? I mean, why didn't Todd Gurley have more carries? It featured Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley should have touched the ball thirty times in that game. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I, I want to amend that sentence. Todd Gurley should touch the ball thirty times a game in every single game. Well, but yes, you're well, right. I understand in a regular season where one you want to balance target in the receiving game. Not great. And, and, but, and but look, to the Rams' credit, the, this is a team that's not going to go away. I mean, Sean, Sean McVay and the Rams got outcoached and outplayed against the Falcons at home in front of a pretty— Experience matters. Like, just like you, you guys laughed at me when I said that. No, no it's, it's, it's laughing at the experience matters point. Right. Experience that's matters. Why you're, that's why but you're like, on this podcast, Pete. But I, <laughs> but I thought that— That's I, right. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to advance to the next round and one of you is going out. Then the next one will go out, and the next one will go out. And I'll be what the is, champ. What round what are you look, talking look, about? What are you even talking the, about? Is that hypothetical? Is that what is this? It is These are the mental games that Pete plays it's in his like, head, where he's like, he's mentally assassinating each of us he, each week. How, uh, what are you talking about? I do do that once in a while, though, where I mentally kill somebody, though. <laughs> or, or in real life, possibly. All right, Jason, over under. Number of people that Pete has killed, two and a half. 
Oh, no, 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 no. That, that can't be it. No, it has people? to be people Does plus animals. Does this include animals. any living object? People yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. People plus animals. Anything with a heartbeat? People, people plus, plus animals. animals. Over and under seven and a half. No, no. Over <laughs> under one and a half. Mur- I, would never, I would never hurt an animal or a person over. unless it hurt me first. Exactly. Over. We like, didn't ask for motive. We're just talking about action. like the like Over. the dog that bit you when you were a kid, and you put a sponge in its food, and then I you poison balls who threw you with the lake. Let me put it this lake. way. Let me put it this way. If the dog who bit me when I was a kid, and I thought about that, then I'd be a a, a serial uh, criminal genius because I was two. Give me a break. I, I love how first it was like he was six, and now he was two. No, <laughs> six was when I spit in the kid's face, and he threw me in the lake. That was six. Um, can we before we. Devolve into the. By the way, my mo- my mother in law once once accused me of trying to poison a dog. I think uh, I don't know how wow. serious she was. Yeah. Wow, you must have wanted to get out of that Wednesday party or something. <laughs> oh, um, no, I think he's all about the Wednesday party. I think uh, he's trying to push the party to yes. Thursday. Hundred percent. Oh, guys, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It's now it's it's now turned into a joint birthday party slash Super Bowl party. It's, yeah, it's going to turn into a Super Bowl. What do you have cooking for the combine, Brenton? How are you getting out of that one? <laughs> but I mean, like, I would like to be at the Super Bowl for the entire week. I mean, I, I mean you, that was not very convincing. Guess, I guess what? Guess what? I have a solution got, for you. A pony up two hundred bucks. <laughs> he's got he's got his and her spa date set for like the middle of the combine. It's going to totally <laughs> blow it up. He will not uh, be able to get to Indianapolis. Dick. Really quickly before we move on to another game, um, your thoughts on Jared Goff in that game? Because he did have a lot of really sharp moments, I thought. Although- no bueno. No, I mean, look, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because this is my comparison for Jared Goff, what we saw in this playoff game. And, I, and it's not the same thing. It's not apples to apples. But this reminded me a lot of the 2005 New York Giants, which was Eli's second year after the disastrous first year when it took Eli really till the, the final game of his rookie year in 04 to get going. And um, the Giants went 11-5 and that year, hosted a home playoff game, and got shut out by the Panthers 23-0. I was at that game. It sucked. So this kind of has that feel to me where Goff, terrible year one, division champion in year two, more experienced team in the wild card round. They get beaten by a better, more experienced team. And I think they're going to come out, and I think this is a perennial playoff team moving forward, the Rams with Jared Goff Ooh, and Sean McVay. Wow. I don't hey, hey if Pete. Or Jason, Are you there, Pete? I think that kid's going to have to learn to read both sides of the field. Oh, I no, I think, he's, I think he's okay. But somebody I think somebody he asked me the other day, what's mentally. missing? What's missing from the Rams? Experience, that's it. No, dude, Sammy Watkins is just a guy. I mean, like, he's always hurt and whatever. They need a number one receiver or a legitimate tight end. I, I think Everett and Higby are both pretty good. Yeah, and they're young. They'll get better. I, I don't worry about them. I think the line is solid if those guys are all back. Um, they can run the ball. I wonder about that secondary. Well, they need a yeah. number two corner, right, to go alongside Johnson. Well, and they got to make Dude, a decision. He's gone. On, Johnson's uh, gone. He's gone. Yeah, that's right. Because right, of the fray yeah. up. What are you going to so, franchise him again and give him 20? Yeah, not for a third time. You're going to pay him like a quarterback? He's gone. Yeah, true. Kayvon Webster? Yeah. I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little worried about the. I, I, I think the quarterback. Oh, you're, you're, you're worried about uh, Jared Goff? Like, you're wrong about, you're wrong about that, Jason. Okay, like that's we'll that's that's the take after after this season is that you're worried about Jared Goff? I think they protect him in a lot of different ways, and I just want to see the evolution. He can't be protected as much. Hey, I'll just look here. This top five, I I think Goff is going to be good, and I. Maybe wrong, but I, I think it'll be good. He's already good. But Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Joey Bosa, Zeke Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, that is a loaded top five. It really is. Well, you've, you've, you've got probably maybe, maybe the best defensive player in football on that list. Well, yeah. Two of them. You may, I mean, yeah. in three years, you go to the be, well, best player at their position in terms of Bosa, Elliott, and, and Ramsey. Uh, maybe next. I, I, I don't. I don't want to veer the conversational because we got Chiefs Titans is so juicy, but like the Ramsey thing's got me thinking. Like I, I think Pittsburgh's going to win next next week because Jacksonville's not going to be able to score a lot. I feel like, and I and I'm disappointed in Leonard Fournette. We can get to him too, but man, this Jaguars defense is feisty, and Jalen Ramsey's awesome. And I, I yeah, love but watching they the Jaguars. nothing today. I mean, let's. Uh, they've been, but you've been dissing I, I, them all year, Jason. They've had a good year. The one thing that I, concerns I me, I think they're vulnerable against the run. You know what? You know what? I agree with you, I agree with you on them. that. 
I agree. Here's a couple and, things. They don't rush as many sacks as they've had this season. They don't have a dominant pass rusher. And I think that showed up today. I, they didn't get much pressure on Tyrod Taylor at all. They got to be better rushing the passer against Pittsburgh. Well, and he's smart enough to know when they did, he just throws it away. And if, if if you don't give them the easy, you know, picks and easy strip sack fumbles, then you're going to stay in games against them because the offense is a joke. And but I mean, I'll give you this for though: is some kind of game record. No, Dude, I'm going to tell you this though. Here's the bottom line: he hit the rookie wall, man. No, I'm going to tell you out quarterbacks. Here, well, I'll get to Fournette in a second, but quarterbacks who hold the ball have problems against Jacksonville. Yeah, not the ones but that if you're willing to throw it out and throw it away and live to fight another day, but, you're but, gonna, yeah, but, you're, but, you're right. But who holds the ball? Ben. Ben? Yeah, that's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball out. He gave him problems. Guys who hold the, hold the ball, get, they, have, they have good success against them. Look, and you know what? I'm just going to say this. J- Jacksonville doesn't run the ball that great. They had a great first four or five weeks. I'm with you. And then Fournette I'm started getting dinged up. He's three nine a carry for the year, and the I'm last five you. weeks he's like three four. They're not. He doesn't move the pile. He's not. People aren't running I him think, the way I'll they be did honest, I had a little chat with uh, with a couple guys in Jacksonville the other day. He might be a little overrated. He's definitely. I mean, maybe he's just a little banged up. I'm not going to make a projection long term about him. All I'm going to say is this idea that they have this dominant run game and a dominant defense. No, they have a they have a dominant secondary. And they have a, a dominant pass rush, but they, they, they don't run the ball that well, and they don't stop the run, and it's over. This, I mean, you can't, you can't win in January on the road playing that slop offense they played today where let's just let Bortles break with the ball and see what the hell happens. Not, you know, maybe not in January, but week five they won with him throwing for 90-something yards in that game. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, I, I, wait on for that quickly here because I want to tell you – See if you guys agree or disagree with me on this. The beginning of the season, Leonard Fournette was like actively seeking out content, uh, contact, yeah. lowering his shoulder to barrel into people and then getting and up and whooping the in their face. You don't see that anymore. It, it, not only do you not see it, Jason, but it's almost the diametric opposite where he is bracing for, for the hit before it comes as opposed to lowering his shoulder and delivering one himself. Yeah, but he also is run against nine-man blocks the entire year. I mean, you well, know, it's, used it's to it every... that's their quarterback. Right, of course. I mean, look, I still think I wouldn't have drafted him where they drafted him. I've told them that. I've told people in that building that. I still insist I wouldn't have taken him there. He's a good back. I don't think he's a great back. And I think he's got a long way to go to become a great back. Uh, Kamara's you know, better than he is. What's that? Kamara's better. Of course he is. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's going to be a problem. Because they, I mean, they're early not going to be able to though, anything on offense next week. But early in the season, they were ready to say he's the best best back they've ever had. He ain't, he ain't in the top three. He's top three. He's not one, not two. He's three right now. And, uh, man, the, the best game of the weekend was the first one. And I can't wait to talk about it with you guys because there's so much to get into. From the Titans winning and Mike Malarkey getting the uh, the vote of confidence that he'll be back next year to yet another will, another home playoff loss. Now six straight to the Kansas City Chiefs, and this one in mind-numbing fashion, almost like all the others. Yeah, it was pretty incredible because there, there were a lot of wild swings. I mean, at one point, the Titans were winning and covering. You tweeted something like, ha, 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 Brinson took the Chiefs, and I took the Knights. And, like, literally – Four seconds later, it looked like two. Yeah, in one. I mean, like it was like because Todd Furman replied to us. I was like, you know, the game's not. And like before, I could even read the tweet. There's a cheat, like Chiefs guy sprinting the other way with the ball. I I saw it, and I'm like, and that's when Sean McDonough went through puberty on that on that play, which was freaking (laughs) hilarious. And you heard Johnson after the Chiefs touchdown. I mean, Johnson going to the Oakland Raiders. Um, I got to tell you, the the thing that stood out to me from this game, and I, I wrote about this. This morning is that Jeff Triplett is reportedly retiring. He hasn't had a playoff game in three years, three seasons, and he gets one that the, the, the like the final game he's gonna ref is a playoff game, and they handed it's like him getting one. a ro- it's just like getting a Rolex when you retire, like, like you get a playoff game, <laughs> like you get a playoff I mean, game. I'm not trying to say that that he 
altered the game definitively in in the favor of the Titans, but I think there were more there were more substantial calls that were altered towards the Titans. Well, here we go. Ah, bah, bah, the sheep are out. Horrifically refereed. Oh my God! It's the same argument from every idiot on Twitter. Officiating. He clearly somebody who ranks the officials ranked him as one of the better officials oh. in the NFL this week. Whether Will, you, this is what you do. This is what you do. Hey, Pete, an, an, answer this question, Pete. Did Jeff Triplett and his crew officiate a good game on Saturday afternoon? Yes or no? No, but you know what? It's no but different I, than any other I, game. Give me no, an example. Pete, Pete, answer the question. Give me an example. Give me an well, example of a bad call. The forward, the forward progress ahead. on Marcus Mariota's two sacks. Oh, stop it. He was down. Are he you stopped the progress. What? Dude. He stopped the progress. I actually agree okay. on the two-point conversion. I actually agree on the two-point conversion. I thought well, they blew the their play. Conversion was fine, but the, the, the person you ought to be—the person you ought to be getting mad at—is the head coach for even going for two in that situation. It was a knucklehead call, but um, I'm alert. No yeah, hundred percent. The rest, who who's convinced he wasn't over the line on the deflected touchdown to himself? He wasn't. I, I'm convinced. You're, you're convinced, sir. Convinced. Convinced. Where, but where are the bad calls, Princeton? Go ahead. You have a laundry list of triplet bad calls. Give them to me. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't call a helmet to helmet, or 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 go back and look to see if Travis Kelsey fumbled on the concussion play that knocked well, Travis. First Kelsey. off, he did fumble, and it was it was not a helmet to helmet. Is a runner. He can go. He, he lowers his head. You can hit him there. Every shot in the running back in the hole is a helmet to helmet shot. Okay, sir. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't think that we can like this. Can't happen right now. Like, like, like you can say that officials around the league are bad, and that's fine. But you cannot sit here, Pete, and say that that game was was officiated in, 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 in a in positive. It was, he, I'm not saying it was. He just gave you three calls that were questionable. He, he was terrible. questionable. Bad. Give me bad calls, dude. Well, per, I, when Pereira and Blandino and those guys are ratting out their own homies, saying this is not yes. up snuff, not professional grade, the fans and the teams deserve better. Every game. It's not just that game. No, that game, game was exceptionally bad. Give me the wrong call. I just listed three. What more do you want? Okay, you said the helmet, the helmet hit. That's not a. That's not a wrong call. They didn't call a fumble, Pete. Now they should have reviewed that. Didn't that play get reviewed? Why didn't Why didn't the Why didn't the Titans ask for a review in that situation? Because they're coached by Mike Malarkey. I mean, you can blame it on the – the coaches did a terrible job in the game, but that doesn't – that doesn't, like – Okay, that's the one bang-bang call, but give me another one. Give me another one. The, the Marcus Mariota, he sacked. No. Well, he's right. He, he was stopped. His progress was stopped. He didn't have any progress. He was standing there, progress. got run over by a freight train, and lost the football, and that's a fumble. In she, every, I, I, out. I, I ah, actually, that one, Bill that Barnwell one and Bill with. Barnwell, Doug Farrar, and Will Brinson, the sheep. Ah. I actually disagree with Pete on that one. On the two-point conversion, I thought that he was I, – I no, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the sack in the pocket in the first half where they scored the field goal. Yes. Like that was clearly a fumble. Yeah. Oh, that was a fumble. I agree. You can't have forward progress when you're standing still. No, no yes, it made way, no sense. Correct. It made, the, that was, that was, it, it was like he made it up. Like he didn't see the play and he was like, okay, I'm just going to try and say something that makes sense. Part of the problem is they split the officiating crews in the, in the playoff, which I think is dumb. Now, is this, are these, so are you arguing in favor of Will's point or against them? It, I'm not sure. Pete's, Pete's problem is that he's, like, I'm not in some Twitter gang, Pete. There were just <laughs> terrible calls. Right, but you all, you all say the same. No, there really wasn't that many bad calls. It's no different than any other game. Oh there were bad God. calls in the other games, too. Heard, you know what's I crazy, Pete? The bad calls. You see the world as being conspiracy theories against you, and you're actually the conspiracy theorist. No, like, <laughs> I'm the only realist out there. I don't, I, don't fly, I don't follow the flock like some. All right. Well, anyway, I mean, okay. So the officiating was bad, regardless of what Pete says. But I don't think that's the reason the Chiefs lost the, lost the game. The, the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Alex Smith and the history of yakking. This Chiefs team has a history of yakking at Arrowhead. I mean, and to me, that's almost more the story is how the Chiefs managed to lose this game of twenty one three than the Titans winning. And at this point, I feel like Alex Smith has almost definitely Jason played his last game as a Chief. Let's get ready for the Pat Mahomes era, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to what they look. Andy, at the end of the day, is a pretty conservative guy. So if there's not value out there for Alex Smith, I don't think he's going to give the guy away. He wasn't conservative to trade up to trade a one to get up to get Mahomes was not conservative. Conservative to give a second-round pick for Alex Smith? I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. It wasn't conservative, but it's smart. You're going into a, you know, you got a quarterback with two years left on his deal, so, and they thought they could win a Super Bowl this year with Alex Smith, you know, which is part of the reason why they're like, well, we can give up future picks because we think we're going for it right now. They were all in on a Super Bowl. It turned out they didn't win a Super Bowl, but Alex Smith, I'm not an Alex Smith guy. I'm an Alex Smith basher, I guess a lot of people would say. Alex Smith had a hell of a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Smith played at a legitimately elite level. He had that little funk in the middle of the season when they also couldn't stop anybody and couldn't run the ball and couldn't do anything. I'm just telling you, Andy's not going to give him away for a fifth-round pick. I mean, if, if Alex is willing to do an extension with a new team and – Things work out perfectly. Yes, they'll trade him, but it's got to be a football trade. They're not giving him away. This is what's the percent chance Alex Smith is a starter week one next year? What's the percent chance Alex Smith's the chief starter uh, week one, twenty eighteen? Say it's leaving it to the combine and they start talking to other teams. But well, give give us a prediction in pencil. We won't hold you to it. Just curious as to your thoughts right now. Here's the thing about Alex Smith: he only counts fifteen million in cash next year, so he and Mahomes are under twenty. I mean, they they don't have to do it. They don't have to do it, and that's the. That's, they have I'm to just do telling it. you. I know, Andy. That, that that's the, that's the mindset they're going to have. I, I if think he's they got have them both. To. No, they don't. If he's got them both, you think Clark Hunt's going to like go to him and be like, "You got to play Mahomes week two? I, I don't like. He should go to him and say, "You have to play Mahomes week one right now." I mean, like, what more do you need to see from the? Al- I think Alex Smith's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, I, I mean, haven't we seen enough from Alex Smith at this point in Kansas City? Like, it ain't happening. Play the kid. What about Alex Smith in Jacksonville? Fine. Look, Alex Smith in Denver. Alex Smith in. They Arizona. won't trade him inside uh, Cleveland. Alex they Smith won't in trade Arizona. Him There's no they way to trade him. Alex Smith in, in, with the Jets. I mean, you can make Alex. You could. You could put. I mean, I can make a lot of. Uh, hypotheticals where he would make sense. But is somebody going to step up and give him – again, he traded two twos for him. Is somebody going to give him two twos for Alex Smith? I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't think there's – no way, right? Is someone going to give him a two and a three? I, Unless it's I don't Cleveland, know. like a team that's flush with draft picks, like the Browns yeah. that can maybe get away with it. Buffalo. <laughs> Browns. Yeah, if you're the Browns, you're drafting a quarterback up high. Are you really going to give up a second round pick to let him sit behind? Why Alex? do you want to play that? You don't do. You don't need to play that kid right now. Whoever well, it is, well, they need to play yeah. Deshaun Kaiser. Didn't stop him this year. The Kaiser's done. No, the Kaiser's getting out of that building. Dorsey will get Kaiser out of that building. All those quarterbacks are getting blown out of there. By the way, um, one le- one thing I did notice today. I don't know. We were talking about Jacksonville in the in the game against Buffalo. Did you see uh, Yannick and Gagway's tweet, Vincent? I did not. Yo, he says, great win today, and 64, you're going to have to come harder than some weak racist slurs. I'm proud of my African heritage, as are 70% of the other black players in this league. Who's 64? Richie Incognito. Oh, my God. Not great. Well, I guess I know who's going to get some clicks on that. No, I'm just kidding. That's terrible, Richie Incognito. You shouldn't do that. Um, did you see what uh, Did you see what Cameron Jordan said about Matt Khalil? <laughs> No, but I get whatever whatever he said was was true. Whatever, because I, I text. <laughs> speed, he called him the speed bump. Yeah, he goes. He goes. He said, uh, "Let's call him speed bump. Speed bump McGee." <laughs> <laughs> I was actually. I swear to God, I was thinking about this. I I I, I s s you guys not. A couple hours ago, as the game's going on, I'm thinking, how awkward must it be for Ryan Khalil in these offensive line meetings when he's when he knows that his brother stinks and he's really good? Like, I, do you think that's weird for Ryan Khalil? He, he had a few misses today too, though. The, the, the other brother, it's like his other brother's rubbing off on him or something. Hey, Rankin's is pretty good. I mean, stuff happens. Nobody's perfect. No, no, Ryan's a good Ryan's a good player. Matt's awful. What's the yeah. um the level of disappointment for you guys in the Chiefs and the way that the season ended? Out of a ten, yeah, out of a game that way. Well, it is right. What like, they do though? Yeah, 
I think there's an argument that that losing that like, the the lead wasn't as big. Say it. No, 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 no. Say it. Say what you were going to say. It. Say it. Will. There's an argument that that's a worse loss than the the Saturday wild card loss to the Colts in 2000. Oh, I think it's I think it's much worse. I yeah. agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Like Why didn't they run Kareem Hunt when you're up all those points? It's unbelievable. Ridiculous. Touched the ball five times the final three quarters. I mean that's that, asinine. Matt Nagy kind of pissed down his leg in that game in a big spot. Well, so, we, oh, so yeah, I thought you said bad Andy, but you. You said Matt Nagy. Um, I mean, they did lose Kelsey, though. I mean, that's humongous for that offense. It is. I'll tell you this, though. Nobody is hiring Nagy. I know there's a lot of people out there in the media who have been trying to stir that pot, and I don't think there's been a whole lot of meat on that bone to begin with. But, like, who's hiring him now? Nope. Like, uh, it's, I've talked to a lot of people around the league today, people who've hired coaches. 21 to like, 3. Maybe your, your introductory press conferences. Um, so, yeah, you're the new offensive guru here to work with Mitch Trubisky. Um, explain to us what the hell happened in the second half of that game. Uh, yeah, why did you only put it, the ball in the hands of your best player five times in the final three quarters without your second best player, Kelsey, being even available? Like, why, you know, what the hell were you thinking in terms of your run-pass ratio in the second half of a home game with an 18-point lead? Yeah, just just Yeah, that's not happening. On the, uh, on the flip side, though, guys, the legend of Marcus Mariota began on Saturday. Oh, please. please. No, no. Okay, Jason, I want you to go ahead and 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 piss on Mariota's parade because he played was phenomenal in the second half. He played some football in the second half, but I mean, he was very good in the second half. But they, but 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 when look, it mattered bottom... the most. He went on the road and they were down eighteen and they beat the Chiefs. Are you guys really like we're going to stress the narrative? Yeah, they beat him. They beat like him by running the football. They beat him by running the football. Which is great. Good for Malarkey for sticking to the one thing they could do. He didn't put it in Mariota's hands 50 times. What are you talking about? Mariota put it in his hands, literally. Literally. Caught a pass. Caught a pass. Like like that was a device play. Are we really, like, like we are poo-pooing Marcus Mariota? No, he was solid. He he was 19-31 and for 205. You're making that out to be 21 with 20. They they were down 21-3. All over the place. They ran the football down their throats. The offensive line won the game, not Marcus yeah, Mariota. Look, you got to build in the malarkey handicap when you when you, when you like it's a grade. You got to like you give Mariota stats a bump because he's no. I, I legitimately cannot believe here that we are sitting here and discrediting Marcus Mariota. We're not discrediting him. You're giving you him are. all the credit for the game. I'm not giving him all the credit. I'm saying that he played great and his team was down twenty-one. He played very. He played very good football when it matters the most. But he was the second best player in his backfield. No, he did not play very good football in, in, a, in late September against the Indianapolis Colts. He played very good football in was January he, at the was Kansas. He the second best, was he the second best player in his backfield Sunday, Saturday? So what? So like, he, he you would say Troy was the second best player in his backfield. He went to the Hall of Fame. Bro, he did nothing in the first half. I mean, let's just, let's just come on. Let's slow your roll. I, I think you guys are nuts. Do they have any chance next week? No. They're 13 and a half point, uh, underdogs, and it's actually moving to 13, which is odd. I mean, look. They will lose by 20 points or more next week. I think Jason's I, probably right. I, I think so too. Um, I, I, I will. Matchup, oh it's too God. easy to say both Pittsburgh and New England are blowing them out though. I will say that. New England's blowing them out more so than Pittsburgh, I would say. Mike Millard, like, like if you're the, if you're the Titans, you're furious because. <laughs> like you're like we're the underdog. No one believes in us. And the Patriots got handed this, the the Seth Wickersham report, which is, I mean, just gonna piss Brady off, piss Belichick. Off. Like that's not gonna make them mess up their game plan. They're just gonna be more mad, and they're gonna want to score more points. I mean, like it's not gonna be awkward around the workplace. They're gonna come out. Dude, fired, right? and they also might be getting Hogan back and Mitchell back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, the Mitchell one is really interesting because we haven't heard his name in a long time. But you're right, Jason, and he did add him another, another dimension last year in the uh, on the road to Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't give Tennessee much of a chance. And, and if I'm a Titans fan, like great win, and I'm pleased with my quarterback and pleased with Derrick Henry. You can't be pleased with the Mike Malarkey thing. And I thought his comments after the game. And look, I, I, I don't know what goes on with his family and like what how they feel about things. But like, like come on, dude. Like, I've heard like, that you, before. Like you're a coach in the NFL and you're going to complain about stuff like like this comes with yeah. the territory, dude. Yeah. It's not even his first go round as a head coach; it's his third. He's been fired three times. I don't mind that he. I don't. I don't mind that he. I mean, it's kind of essy that you can make the playoffs at nine and seven and you're prepping for a playoff game and there's rumors that you might get fired. Like, 
I, I don't know. I'd be a little, I'd, I'd be a little miffed if, at my boss, maybe, maybe, maybe just wait until we lose the game. Okay. Like maybe By the way, out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It was, but I've heard that before in the He's past. Got a career winning percentage so, below 400. I, mean, I still think they should fire him. In no position to say anything to anybody. I would, I, should, dude, I would never, I would never hire him. Do you know why they should fire him? Because he went up. for two in 21-16. That's why they should fire yeah. him. Because he went for two. Then in they should fire Dan Quinn for not going for two when he got, when he made the score 13 in the fourth quarter. I, I wrote about this this week. I wrote week. this column two years ago. When you are an owner and you have to think about firing your coach and you have to talk to people about firing your coach and you have to mull firing your coach, fire your coach. Because your your gut instinct and, and your cerebral instinct is right. Don't let the players in the locker room talk you out of it. Don't let some, you know, BS fan message board talk you out of it. Don't let some minority owner talk you out of it. If you're sitting there and thinking about it that deeply over the final month, three weeks, four weeks of the season, two weeks of the season, whatever, you've got problems. And they should have never promoted this guy as head coach in the first place. He's not going to develop Marcus Mariota. And there is no such thing as exotic smash mouth. And they're a very flawed football team with a negative points differential that played an absolute cupcake schedule. And, and what they did against the Chiefs, these fans nine months from now, 11 months from now, 12 months from now are going to be saying, damn, we probably would have better off losing that playoff game and getting Josh McDaniels. Hey, well, that's, but, the, that's the thing. Hey, like, and, the line, and Caldwell. Caldwell didn't get himself fired by going 9-7 and seven two straight years and giving the Lions their first back-to-back winning season since 93-95. to 95. Do you know when Caldwell got fired? He got fired the moment Bob Quinn got the job. Bob Quinn didn't really want to, you know, he didn't want to have his first act as a GM be firing a coach who he knew – it's probably not my guy. He's not really that dynamic. And, man, I really think Patricia's the cat's meow, and he's going to be our guy. Because he's so dynamic. You, you spin your wheels for two years. I don't know if he's dynamic or not, but I'm just saying, Caldwell was never going to be his guy. Caldwell didn't do enough necessarily to get fired. He just was never going to beat this vision that Quinn had in his head the moment he got the job, which is there's other better guys out there. So spinning your wheels for two years and blowing two more years of Matt Stafford's career – I mean, does that, does that really make sense? Or should you have just gone ahead and done a coaching search two years ago and now maybe Patricia's going into year three and you've got a kick-ass defense to go with Jim Bob Cooter and Stafford? I mean, yeah. the tight, I don't Personally, I don't think the Titans are going anywhere with Mike Malarkey. But we'll well, that's, hey, my, but, that's but, really but, my question, Jason. Like, is there any chance – I mean, let's assume he loses – let's say he loses no, that. He came out and said he's staying. He's staying. He has the power. He's not going anywhere. That's Did she so definitely bad. say 2018? She said no. She's he's coming back Moving this year. He said, yeah. Look, he's they're not firing. Him. Not after that, they're not firing. He's not getting him. fired. The question is, do they go and give him another couple years? If they do that, then I think he still gets fired next year because it's not going to be pretty. But then you got to give him an extra, you know, eight ten million dollars to leave. McDaniel's and Mariota would be fun to watch. And that's the thing, like this offense, like it literally took Demarco Murray having a torn MCL, and he still tried to get him to play, like. How is it possible that, like, armchair – and I'm not insulting the medium because, like, I'm kind of a fall on this umbrella – that armchair fantasy football analysts can watch the Titans' backfield and correctly ascertain in 2007 or 2016 that Derrick Henry's better, but it took a, a torn MCL for Mike Malarkey to finally play Derrick Henry whoa, in a whoa, big whoa, spot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just slow down on one thing about that. A lot of this has to do with the reason Malarkey got the job was because Wiz and Hunt got the quarterback hurt, right? And the new owner came in, and Mariota's her prized possession, and Mariota's going to make me a lot of money, so don't get Mariota hurt. Which one of those two backs you just talked about, one of them excels at pass protection, and one of them doesn't? I mean, that's that's the reason, dude. Well, I mean, plus you can tell Derrick Henry doesn't know the they're, plays half the time. Yeah, he doesn't know. He can't pick up the blitz. He doesn't know what's going on. Who would you guys have rather on the field there for a full game, Derrick Henry or DeMarco Murray? Henry, he's not I'll an every down. He's not a, yeah. if, if you believe him to be an every-down back who's not going to get your supposed franchise quarterback killed, I mean, that's the whole thing. He's playing. He's managing the game not to lose. He's not, he's not this visionary offensive mind. I mean, come on, exotic smash mouth. He's doing what he has to do to get CYA, cover your ass. He's staying employed. So, yeah, I might get more home runs if I play Henry, but he also may completely whiff on this pass protection. Uh. I have no idea what he's doing. And then this guy gets out, knocked out for the year, and now I'm out of a job. By the way. No, I mean, uh, sanity. 
by the way, there is one team that is 31st in yards per against against the rush in the so playoffs. So do it. Pick, up. Pick the Titans to beat them, Pete. New England is 31st in yards per attempt against. Derrick Henry going to have another big day. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee versus Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Mass suicide at the CBS corporate offices. No, except for Pete. Pete Pete's in, in Nirvana if that happens. Like, Pete like strolls in. He's like, hey, Les, Sean, what's going on, guys? <laughs> what about this no, AFC Championship game? Am I right? More, you know what it would be? Mark, Mark Mark they would lose revenge. that game again. They would lose that game again, just like they did in 99. After losing twice to the Titans in the regular season first. What so. if Mike Malarkey won a Super Bowl? What oh if a meteor God. hit? What if a meteor? Yo, this is a true story. Hold on, hold on. This is a true story. What if I won the triple crown, triple crown of the American League next year? Like, what do you? When I was mean? when I was an intern at WFAN in New York, two thousand three, I had to cut audio from from New Jersey Nets practice, and there was an unfiltered tape that I had to cut. Where an, and and uh, some reporter asked Kenyon Martin some insane what if question, and Kenyon Martin goes, "I still remember if if if." What if a mother effing asteroid hit, hit the building right now? Or if a, new, a bomb hit the building right now? What if I, Mike Malarkey won a Super Bowl? There's only what, if, what, if North Korea sh- what if North Korea shot a nuke right into North Carolina, Will? What if? Well, that's actually probably a little bit more likely than Mike <laughs> Malarkey. Um, I, I mean, look, there's only eight teams left. Yeah, think about it. Think about this for a second. Mike Malarkey and Doug Marone are in the final eight. Not for long. So that means two of two of the ten coaches that since that have coached the Bills since uh, since Marv Levy left are uh, are in the final eight this year. What's Dick Jaron doing? That's what I want to know. He's retired. I look, but Perry Fuel is with the Jaguars as a defensive yeah. back, right? So that's three. Yes, he is. Greg Williams just went zero sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Phillips, but it wasn't his fault. Just ask him. Okay, let's uh do we talk about let's spin this forward really quickly just to just to look at the, the matchups since they're happening. Um early reactions to the lines. Matt yeah, Ryan at Philly. Atlanta minus two and a half Pete. What's your gut reaction? Falcons are winning that game. I said they were winning it when I said they beat the Rams, I said they'll beat them and it'll be between them and New Orleans for the championship game. I'd pound that line early because that's not going to go off at two and a half. I bet that goes off at the end of the week and closer to five or six, even no, though they're on the road. I mean, it's already up to three. And... Yeah, I bet, dude, I bet it ends up four and a half or five by the end of the week. If you got it at two and a half, pound it now. Atlanta wins by more than a field goal. Nick, is there? Give me the expert. Give me the the early week lie. Hey, look, it's okay. To, you, you don't have to be set on this, but the early week logic on why Philly can cover and win because I know you love a home dog, first ever home dog as the number one seed. Uh, you know, and like, I, I, there's there's no like football analysis behind this take. What I'm about to say here, but I mean, this stuff often does come to fruition. Where if you were going to ask, this is what I want you to all ask yourselves and the listeners to ask yourselves. If you had to get, let's say, twenty of the biggest football fan friends or relatives or people that you know and say, who is going to win the Eagles-Falcons game next week with Matt Ryan and Nick Foles? I bet you at least 19, if not all 20, would take the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I would direct your attention to the Bellagio in Las Vegas. Beautiful building, great fountain outside. And I would like to remind you of this fact, indisputable and incontrovertible. The Bellagio and the rest of the casinos in Las Vegas did not, in fact, build themselves there is your case for the philadelphia eagles to cover but wait wait if you're going to bet philly wait till it goes up to three and a half and then you can take the eagles okay <laughs> my, my I mean, counter all it that doesn't mean that they're going to Nick it's just saying yeah. weeping falls yeah yeah i mean maybe the maybe the falcons maybe the the eagles defense can keep i mean the eagles defense is really good but you know what the rams defense is pretty good too um, no, but the Eagles defense, like the last time we saw them in a big spot, that Monday night game, Amari Cooper made Jalen Mills look silly. Like, so like, I, listen, I just gave a, a reason why you could potentially take the Eagles. I don't know who I'm going to take, but Julio Jones is going to decimate that secondary one way or another, I think. Right. Yeah. Over, under, down from 43 and a half, all the way, all the way to 41 and a half already. Um, we talked about the okay. Patriots. I think we all agree it's really tough to take the Titans, right? I don't, yeah. I, 
You look back the Texans getting seven, getting 18 with Brock Osweiler, and you pay price, my friend. Let me ask this question. True or false? We all watch that game. True or false? The Texans absolutely 100% should have covered. True or false? I don't remember. What the hell? What game is this? I don't remember. It's a year ago. The Texas Patriots game in Foxborough. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, if a a mother bleeping asteroid had hit the stadium at halftime, they would have covered. You know what? I deserve that. Um. Bortles at at uh, Steelers. Steelers minus seven. The pinnacle is showing oh. already seven and a half. That's oh. going to move. That's going to. That's be going to eight, eight and a half. Yeah. I think it's going to nine, ten. Yeah, get I in on it now. Point. I take the points just because of the defense. Yeah, it's our, no sir. I'm not taking know. the points, dude. Bortles was dying to throw three pick sixes. <laughs> Go watch Blake Bortles third <laughs> down throws. Just Pete, you're a film guy. Watch when they the, oh I know the but they didn't half, let him throw it. I didn't, went, they didn't let in him the throw second half they didn't let him throw on third down he's gonna they, you he know what let him he's throw not first down he's not playing the Bills next week watch he, his third down they throws. knew they could win ten he was dying not gonna win that way this next dude week. Micah Hyde is out of the game and Tre'Davious White's out of the game yeah. and they still don't let him throw the freaking because they knew they could beat that team without throwing the football they right. can't beat well, they can't beat the team next week and they're i'm not just telling you next week they're not beating put them him next down week. put him down for at least one pick six yeah. and at least three to four cumulative turnovers drop six strip how many will ben how many will ben have and less than the five you had last time i think ben yeah, has it'll been. be less than five i think ben has one um here here's a kind of semi hot take for you guys I would feel more comfortable backing the Tennessee Titans against the spread than I would the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. That's not crazy. No, I'm not backing any of them. Um, I will Dude, say these are this. crap teams. These are come on. We know they're crap texting, teams. I was we texting. We know who's. We know who the AFC. The only two real teams are. Come on. I was texting with my family members who were Jaguars fans. They were they're up in the. There's some Bills fans are getting in a fight in front of them. And I was like, is the wind as bad as you know? Because Romo is sort of playing. Romo up the made wind. it out to be so windy. It didn't yeah. look windy at all. Yeah, I was Romo, like, I was like, Romo made it like they were playing in the middle of Hurricane Frickin' Irma. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, the wind in Jacksonville. Like, like did I miss something? It was like a natural disaster in the area. Like, it was two miles an hour, right? Romo may have been a little rough on Andy Dalton at one point in the season. And it seems like he's been, a, for whatever reason, seems like he's been a little bit nicer to quarterbacks um, since then. I, but I texted with these I was like, is it as bad as they're talking about? They're like, no, it's Bortles sucks. I was like, yeah, fair. Um, Saints at Vikings. Saints catching three and a half, which is surprising considering how good Breeze looked there, Pete. I, I take the, Vi- the Saints in this game. I think they're going to go up there and win it outright. Jason? I uh, I feel like the Saints are going to rediscover their run game. I mean, I'm not saying it'll be dominant, but it'll be better than last week. I think they'll be more balanced. Um yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I've been big Case Keenum guy all year, but Drew Brees, Case Keenum. I like the way New Orleans found a way to win a game this weekend when things weren't going, you know, exactly as they would have drawn it up. I like the Saints here. So here's my question for you guys. Not who do you think is going to win or cover, but will Case Keenum take every snap under center in this game, or will we see Teddy Bridgewater and or Sam Bradford? Oh, my God. That's not even – dude, come on. So you're saying that if, that if Keenum throws two interceptions in the first quarter and they go down at 14-0, yeah. that, that they might not yeah. pull him? No, they're not pulling him. Pete, what do you think? No. I think he stays in the whole game. Yeah, he's playing this game, dude. <laughs> I mean, if he does, if he pulls a freaking Peterman and throws five in the first half, then, I mean, come on, but anybody. Who do you two like? Who's, who's more likely to play the whole game, Case Keenum or Blake Bortles? Doug Barone called out Blake Bortles by, without saying his name today. I'll say this. They better think about that $19 million injury guarantee. They are. If that game gets ugly, you better get that stiff off the field. How about Jason, the, the cold-hearted snake, Pete? If he tears that well, It's hard to argue how he played today. You can't call me. game. When you're down twenty four nothing or whatever, then good luck fitting him and a real quarterback under your under your salary cap next year. Well, who do you like in the game? Vikings. Uh, I right, like as of right now as of right now. I like the Vikings. 
You, you, Nick? I think I like the Saints. All right, get to the last game. Let's go. We've, we've yeah. just, we, we hit all four. Right, get out of here on this. Who you got? Bama or Georgia, Pete? I like Bama. Jason? Well, I, I, I don't even, what's, what's the line? I have no freaking idea. Bama minus three and a half. Who do you like, Nicky? Bama minus three. Nick I, don't, I don't have a clue. He's a little worried Nick about Nick loves it. Georgia. He's going against Nick Saban. He's out of his mind. Yeah, because I've yeah, because the last two years in the national championship game. Yeah, because Fromm is Fromm is Deshaun Watson. He's not Deshaun Watson. I never said he was Deshaun Watson. When did I say that? I'm just saying. You said you were going to say because he he last two years, but I don't see Deshaun Watson on the team. Let me tell you what's going to happen on Monday night. Georgia's going to run the ball all over Alabama, and Georgia's going to beat them outright. There you have it. All right. Hey, Hey, by the way, what was our records this week? What were our records this week? I went four. I went went three and one. I went one and three, but I hit my best bet. And and here's the great part about it. I actually went against my two picks, and I bet on the other side of the two games. I went two and two and hit my best bet. So I'm ahead of Princeton. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So right, I'll read this, I'll read I'm it. also ahead of all you clowns for the year. Jason, too. Nobody Jason. cares about you. You're irrelevant, Lagavora. You're not involved. We're not you're not, you're irrelevant, Lagavora. He counts as this. Talking about? I'm irrelevant because I got more freaking wins because I'm you're irrelevant. So I'm Jason actually has, like he has three wins, and one of them was a best bet. So he yes, has, that's right. What were his that's picks? We didn't know about this. We didn't know about his picks. It's on the damn podcast. Listen to you. Listen to your own podcast. It's documented. Yeah, we. I, I, did a, documented. I did. I did a best bet. I told. I literally told you guys on the section. No, you. No, you told us about his best bet. Like we know he makes one pick a week. I don't know. He picked all four games. Yeah, he's on the website. It's on the website. Yeah, just like everybody else. Yeah, all the writers. I feel like there's nothing the I can say that living, won't. I, there's nothing I can say that won't get me in trouble. So, but what, so what's the? Uh, what are the standings here? What would get you in trouble? I all, Jason, all bad things. Jason has four points because he hit his best bet and he got three right. Who's got the autoplay video right now? I did. Welcome, welcome to B Brothers. Um, uh, Pete, you said you went two and two. Yeah, but I got my best bet right. So, all you, right, so you got three. You got three points. Right. Nick got his best bet right, so he's got two points, and I got. I a, got two points. Yeah. All right. So as okay, right my best now, bet was Bill so Wait, as, hold, hold on. So right now, Pete's ahead of Will? Yes. Brinton's in last place. In wow. the playoffs, yeah. Wait, no, in the whole thing, the overall, no, you're in last no, place. No, no. Pete, uh, let's go through this one more time. Will and I won what? the Super Contest. Right, but right now, in the overall, I'm ahead of Will. No. Yes, I am. You don't combine it because there's a two-point game there's a, involved. There's, there's a, a combine work? it. Brinton, you went 0 for 4. Yeah, I laid, a, I laid an egg. It's fine. I laid an egg. Like, you went out for wait, wait, wait. So, so, so Will's in last right now of the Nick of the Costos, Brinson, Prisco, and, I, and I'm ahead of Pete by one game. Correct. You're ahead of me by one game. Correct. No, no, Will. This is still going on, but you don't worry. You can rest easy with the knowledge that you and I won the super contest in Pete right. Sure. But this contest continues, and you went over. Whatever contest is in the figment of your imagination, I just know that the super contest says that we won. Oh, no. Jason, we have seven games left to pick. Yes, we do. I think we should also. I, I think we should also. Um, and, and I'm not saying this. I went over four. Other made it sound. Yeah, like you it. are. No, no, but I think it made like the Super Bowl should not be worth two points. Like the Super Bowl should be worth three points. Like there should be some escalating point values here. To- this is this is what we do for the Super Bowl. The game pick against the spread is two points, and you also have to pick the over-under for two points. You also have to be in Minnesota to be able to be, take part in it, and you won't be there till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm FaceTime. We're yeah. going to be at the romper room. What are you talking about? We're going to be at uh, Uncle Bucky's honey, House of Clowns. Honey, <laughs> honey, we get a $50 discount if we have to party on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Follow at Pick6Pod on Twitter. Poor Eric's been sitting here listening to this for an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, God bless the conductor. Good to have the well, full I mean, horseman in well, one. I mean, we, we talked for like 20 minutes before the podcast actually started, yeah, right? Just, I, I, like you know what? In all seriousness, the only reason I'm sort of – Nick, are you going to Minnesota or no? No. Ah, see, now that would have been nice because we could – that should have been the argument. It's like oh, we need to be the other week to rip podcast. Wow. I mean, we could probably – I could still maybe finagle and no. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to shut up. I hope we. I hope like the hotel we're in is decent because I'm not leaving. Like I'm not walking outside. It's been so cold here the last two weeks. Like it's been Minnesota cold. Dude, I'm just. So, I'm just telling you, 
if it's not indoors, if I have to put a coat on to get there, I'm not going. I'm not going. So I'm one of the last I'm media members to actually cover a Super Bowl. The actual Super Bowl left that still goes in the first Minneapolis Super Bowl. It was fantastic the year they covered it. I'm sure, it. sure it'll be great. Look, it has not been above, 1991, right? It has not been above freezing in Raleigh in 2018. Dude, it was 20 hurt. in Jacksonville oh. last week every day. I gotta tell you, I, I walked outside in a t-shirt today in Fort Lauderdale. Felt great. God help the he, world. He was walking around in a, um, it was 20 degrees in Jacksonville. He's down on the landing and he's walking around with a cardboard cutout and it says, it says global warming is hashtag fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might, that might have been me. Um, all right, I'm going to bed. It's going to be Sunday when you arrive in Minnesota. It's going to be two. That's, 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 he's saying degrees, by the way, not the time that you arrived. Two degrees, not I'm two not o'clock. I'm not going outside. I'm it's going to be at 10 a.m. It will be negative eight, according to this. In my case, I could be no, arriving two Sunday. days after the Super Bowl, considering, considering how my travel is being booked. When you get to Antarctica on this Sunday, Jason, it will be negative 45 degrees. All right, this is the Big Six Podcast. Let's get out of here. We'll see you guys uh, midweek. Thanks, as always, to Eric for producing. Or Jason Lockefora. I don't know why I'm posting. Nick is hosting this all time. You do take it. You, you take it. Just I like it. You take it. We're leaving. Bye. See you later. All right, cool. And make, sure, and make sure you leave that five-star review. Pick Six Podcast on iTunes. Peace. <laughs>